like my number one like feeling coming away from this movie this time is that like it's a question that like is important to this podcast I think and it's like what do you like about movies <laughs> because like I want to get your guys's answer to that before we like finish because like for me we miss movie or I miss movies so much right now I'm watching more movies than I probably was pre the last year of quarantine mm -hmm. but like I also haven't been to a movie theater in a year. The last movie I fucking saw was like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, <laughs> which is not oh. a great final movie to see. And like, even looking back at that, you know, this thought that I had was like, it's this primal feeling that you get when you go to the movies of like, you know, sitting around like a fire, like having like a storyteller talk to, to, talk to a group of people and like everybody's got the like, darkness and the light and you're looking at it and you're like it's not something that you get in your own house even if you are like uh you know have a big tv in a dark room well like, joseph still... campbell i think said that all cultures have a story about a blue hedgehog that can run at supersonic speeds <laughs> so that when you see that story told there's a primordial kind of like power to that that i think you no, just kidding. no um, i just mean like you know, it's like we're missing this sort of like group congregation around yeah. storytelling. Yeah. And that's what drives culture forward. Like, yeah, to me, like the re the thing that I love about movies personally is that like that's where that's what moves culture. It's movies, music, books, but mostly movies. I feel like where it's like you get be. like an idea. Yeah, it used to be. But like, you know, you get this sort of memeology of like an idea that spreads through, you know, like tropes and movies and that kind of thing. And that's how like culture moves forward. You know, in a lot of ways to me, it's like culture is like the way of like first taking their first steps forward are like by putting, you know, something into a show or a movie. And then like, if it takes like in the pure mimology of it, where like, if it takes like, then other movies will do it. And then eventually it like, goes into law of the land, you know? And I'm talking about everything from, like, gay marriage to, like, black rights to, like, you know, everything that happens, like, has to take baby steps in the way that, like, a lot of people who don't maybe have, like, a gay person in their life that's out and proud, like, a lot of people's first in introduction into that is through movies. And then, like, they get to know these characters and then, like, you know, as it, that grows in the gay community, then, like, more gay people might feel more comfortable, like, creating their culture and you know coming out i don't know it's like i'm gonna need to see some like, uh, data on this ian i'm not sure i fully buy this but i i like the idea that um that culture is moved through movies i think i think culture in movies is dead i think every movie nowadays is just like it's all by committee to like send the best possible message and be like the right amount of woke and the right amount of um you know, exciting and that, like every movie, like, like, no, I think, I think movies are absolutely not moving culture anymore. If they ever were, I think nowadays, like culture is being moved, like by like online memes and like Instagram, uh, stories that like tell you like what to, what to think. It's uh, possible that, I don't, like, I think, I think the movies like, like the infinite as the main, yeah, exactly. I think at one point maybe they were like the dominant, um, but I will say like, like even we're talking about by committee, like that's almost more to my point is that like, <laughs> like that, like when Disney starts having like, you know, openly gay characters, even though they're doing, a they haven't done it yet. It, and they haven't like, done it yet. They still haven't done it. 
We're yeah, like already on the next like... battle, which is for trans rights, and they still haven't had an openly gay character. Right. Well, okay. so, so that I was think a you're... bad example, but like, Damn. I don't know. There, there are like committees that are like choosing to show openly gay characters, whether it's Disney or not. That like, it, it is happening, and I feel like that's like, I don't know. That's for like money? Ju- I, no, I think I don't. I don't fully agree with this, but is that why you like movies? Because you think they influence society for the better? No, but I do think that it's like how we it's here's how I like think of it in my head in like a very uh, this is going to open up another can of worms. But it's where it's like I feel like it's like how we as a culture like if okay, let me if we get our thoughts straight as people at like in our dreams and in our like midnight hours where we're like sitting there thinking by ourselves like, that's where we sort of, like, decide who we are. Let's say you're, like, 11 years old laying in your bed and it's, like, the house is asleep and you're sitting there thinking about what you're... I'm, I'm thinking about this a lot lately because I have an almost 11-year-old who's doing this, you know what I mean? And I watch her, like, create and manifest her, like, view on the world. And I think that, like, if that's how we do it as, like, people, I think that that's how, like, movies... That's what movies are to culture. Like, it's, like it's not just movies. It's also books and, you know, memes on the internet and like, you know, TV shows and stuff, but like movies are the most, um, dynamic thing for a whole culture to see at once, you know? So it's like, you know, it's, it's the last like appointment thing really, you know, where it's like everybody sees something at relatively the same time. And it's like a way for like us as a culture to like sort of express our dreams and express our like view of the world. Yeah. And that's how that's what I mean when I say like that's how culture grows is because like, you know, right now in my mind, we're having this huge black renaissance in movies like that's where good shit is coming out of. It's like, can you name one? Yeah, I don't know if I I agree with that. Well, I just watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay, okay. It. Here's what I don't like about Judas and the Black Messiah. When you set up a movie where the message is like, oh, you know, they had a lot of great ideas, but unfortunately um, somebody betrayed them and it was the wrong thing to do. They should have, uh, you know, I don't know. There's there's another movie coming out about another black leader that was like betrayed by somebody from the inside. And when all these movies get greenlit to me, it sends like a message of like, we can't have nice things. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been great, and now we know better, but, like, um, true radical change is not possible because of, um, like, even, like, the activists themselves are going to be compromised. uh, And Well, sadly, like, it's a true story. Like, Fred Hampton... There are a lot of true stories to tell, (laughs) and telling true stories isn't necessarily the best way to, to, to move culture in a positive direction. I guess what I meant was, like, when I say like moving culture in a positive direction, I don't even mean that. I just mean like right now when I bring up the black, you know, sort of renaissance that's happening in movies, like what I see is like a lot of filmmakers, especially black directors that are like, you know, finally taking charge of like what story they are. I mean, whether or not it's the story that they're wanting to tell. Yeah, not all stories are getting greenlit is my point, but go ahead. But what their story is. And then you got, you said greenlit, that fucking reminded me of Green Book, which was like the anti-version of that. And when the Oscar like like three years ago. Yeah. (laughs) So are we in a good place? I don't know. Um, no, I, I would hate say... movies, but I'm asking you what you love about movies, and that's what I love about movies. Like, I, I want to say this really quick because this was a thought that I had. It was like, I 
simultaneously hate movies and love them. Like, I really do. You know, the movies are are an amazing, powerful, like, cultural force. And um, they were, like, a beautiful expression of, like, America's dreams and stuff like that. But they were the most, like, white male-dominated art form, like, of all time. And I think uh, one thing that was always fascinating to me is when I got into, like, rap music, like, in high school and stuff like that, the number of, like, narrative skits and stuff in albums, like, like <laughs> all different genres of rap would have this, like, random <laughs> skits and stuff right. in the middle of the songs. And it's, like, it, to me, it was, like, very much felt like, oh, like, these stories aren't getting told in movies. So they're getting, like, we're getting, like, little skit, like, these stories kind of told in, like, in music where, like, uh, way more black people have, like, a voice. And that was always really fascinating to me. And I honestly, I don't think movies are the cultural, the dominant cultural force anymore. I mean, I think of movies like um, Midsommar, where, like, the story of the movie is completely irrelevant and it only, the only way it has, like, any impact on on internet culture is, like, as memes, as, like, still images, as GIFs and stuff like that. And I, I honestly think the thing that's changing more minds and, like, um, and and where pe- more people are expressing themselves, more people, uh, more women, more uh, BIPOCs uh, is on the internet. And that is, um, I think, a good thing. And I think Hollywood is, tr- is, like, very much playing catch up in that. And I think the stories that we're seeing are not the best stories. I feel like everything has, like way too strong of a message and yet the stuff that still comes out is still uh white male dominated the the imbalance is still like wild i don't think hollywood's ever going to catch up um i don't i think cinema to me right now feels dead uh as like a cultural force um and it's kind of sad but maybe it was just inevitable but um but Chris, how come Chris, right do you have any now thoughts? we're oh. having this conversation and you love sorry and you love raising arizona which is like my take and i didn't love it as much because it's your take wait what i mean I sorry, sorry. <laughs> what i should say is like raising arizona is like you know the most hopeful Coen Brothers movie, and it's the one that I'm finding I disagree with. Whereas I feel like you love it. I know I just have a di- no. I'm just, like we're just talking about the state of. I thought we were talking about the state of movies today. Yeah, to okay, me, the fair. movies yeah, are in yeah. a very, very bad state. Movies are, yeah, yeah. in general, not good right now. And uh, I love movies. Look, Chris, movies are like the biggest thing in my life, and I'd love to talk about what I love last. about them. But anyway, Chris, no, 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 Chris, yeah, yeah, Chris, please. You T- touch on this, touch on this. Movies, if you yeah, all right. Well, uh, first of all, I agree and disagree with the both of you uh, in <gasps> certain ways. Travis, no, I, I agree with you in that. Uh, first of all, let me back up. What I tend to like about movies, and this is, again, very selfish, but I think sometimes movies are for people individually, is that I like to be entertained. At the bottom line, I like to be entertained. Uh, do I want a movie that's going to like blow my mind with this amazing message or the thing that, that whatever I don't personally I love it when it can I love when a movie can be really versatile I love when a movie can do a lot of different things in the end I want to be entertained a lot of the time what that ends up looking like is something that's a mystery that continues to have like layers of the onion pulled back that I didn't necessarily see coming partly why and I mention him often is Denis Villeneuve is like that's like every one of his movies is like the peeling back of some sort of mysterious onion that needs to be unraveled at the end and you know there's usually a good payoff uh, so in the end, for me, again, it's more of a selfish endeavor and that like, am I entertained at the end of the day? Did this do what it was supposed to do? It can be completely ridiculous. It can be a total dumb rom-com movie. I'll watch it if it's entertaining. If it's done all right, cool. There's no genre I will not watch as long as it does its job, period. Uh, I, again, love when it can touch on things and it shed light on stories that I might not otherwise have been able to experience and when can it give voice, an authentic voice, to my own experiences that I've never seen reflected in uh, in yeah, the mainstream culture. That. That's why I love black movies. Like when I was when I was a kid, Menace Society, 
Society, Boys in the Hood, White Men Can't Jump. I love all of these movies yes. so much. And I still <laughs> love like black movies with black voices because I like seeing people that look like me on screen and not like reduced to a caricature that other people are going to make fun of and be like, oh, you know, that guy was silly. Wasn't yeah. that funny? Dance, boy, dance or nothing. You know what I'm saying? So to that degree, no, really, I mean, I really love seeing uh, people authentically represented when possible. The problem, though, as Travis is pointing to, is that things aren't movies cost a lot of fucking money to make. Let's be real. And guess what? There's a lot of people with amazing ideas that are not getting any of this stuff out there. I have a friend who produces movies like, you know, like on the side. Uh, it's like a, a job that she has, but she's not like a major producer. And she sends me scripts sometimes like, here, check this out. I'm like, this is amazing. It's written by a black guy about two black kids and it's never going to get made. It's really cool. It's a fun little story. But that is something that's never going to see the light of day. Because guess what? These big studios aren't going to like green light something like that. So, you know, I think I do agree with you, Travis, in the sense that I don't know that movies are like really dictating any sort of like a, a cultural awakening or anything of that nature because there's so many voices that simply aren't being uh, portrayed in an authentic fashion and can, will not continue to be until something significant changes to wherein the people actually seize control of the, the means of production and are able to distribute yes. things individually, right? Like yes. major studios are not the way it's going to happen, period. It's going to take uh, a grassroots movement. I mean, I guess... I mean, I definitely well agree with you. And I, I, yeah, well said. I'll just leave it at that. I do think that, like, um, one of the things that's powerful about the, the corporatism of it to me, and this is not a good, this is not me standing up for, like, studios <laughs> or corporatism at all. I'm a fucking SJW, like you said. But, like, you know, I am a musician. And, like, when I play solo, I can play something. And then when I get, like, three or four people together in a band with me, it's this completely different dynamic. And when you play, let's say you're, um, there's nothing more collaborative than movie making, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of art form. Uh -huh. It's by far the most collaborative, like, art form that there is. Yes. And nothing could come close. Maybe the polyphonic spree. But, um, <laughs> no, but, like, they're, like, it's, there is something about, like, when you see a really good movie, I'm not talking about shitty movies. I'm talking about like a Coen Brothers movie where it's like, it feels like their vision. I don't, we're talking about auteur detour and like auteurism in itself is kind of bullshit because even a Coen Brothers movie has fucking hundreds of people working on it. You know, maybe not their early ones. They probably had 40 people working on mm -hmm. it, but like even that, that's incredibly co collaborative. And you see like, this movie, for example, which is like, this is Ed's movie. This is fucking Holly Hunter, tour de force. This could be the only movie she made. And we'd be like, Holly Hunter, man, fucking goddamn it. She's good. And then like, it's also Nicolas Cage's one of his best movies. And it's completely separate. Like it's because they're working together, but they're both giving these incredible performances. And I don't know. I do love the like collaborativeness of movies. And like, I only bring that up because like, I agree with you. Like we need to like get rid of this like movie by committee thing, but there is something that's beautiful about like, I don't know. I only say this as a musician who's like found that like when I play music by myself, I can't do it. I can't do what I want it, what I hear in my head. I'm not saying you know, movie, I'm not saying like art shouldn't be collaborative. I'm saying art shouldn't be gate kept to, uh, with the financial yeah. incentive as the bottom line. That is what I was trying to say. And, yeah. and I also want to say, like, there are amazing movies by women. There are amazing movies by black directors. You know, they're amazing. Yeah. Like, um, there's amazing, you know, cinema from other countries and stuff like that are, that are showing the experiences of people sure. that, like, Americans never get to see. Um, these movies do exist. I'm just talking about the, like, 
dominant Hollywood movies as being like forcing a lot of great stories and different rep like the representation of different people out. And um, yeah, sometimes like a great performer will like performance or, you know, or script or something will get through um, that kind of uh, just shows like how powerful those stories can be. And it's like just a tragedy that like, those aren't the stories that always get told. Um, totally. Yeah. I think we're all kind of on the same page um, except for Ian. Um, but uh, <laughs> when it comes to like what I like about movies, uh, you know, my favorite quote ever about movies is uh, from Alfred Hitchcock. And he was like, um, some movies are slices of life. My movies are slices of cake. And it's just the way that movies organize life and into like an aesthetic um product that's what i love i love taking like the messiness of life and like creating something out of it that you can experience like so purely um you know i sometimes like have trouble like relating to the world around me like emotionally like i feel like i keep up like a wall sometimes like uh, inadvertently when i watch a movie those walls just like crumble down if like i mean even watching like raising arizona like i had a really hard uh stressful weekend and i put on raising arizona last night and i like was bawling at the end like i wasn't expecting it at all but it was just like it hit me so hard and like having that experience like is so seeing your the ins the feelings you have inside yourself reflected back on the screen you know what i mean in a, like a beautiful yeah. way i mean that's just so powerful like you know i think storytelling is incredible i think you know music is incredible i think um you know the power of images and the power of like movement and all that stuff like dance like it's all encapsulated in a movie and if you can like put that on screen for like an, a couple hours and have this like transportative experience i think that's like the best thing about life i i, I had a little um movie club that I did last summer when we were in quarantine and I um, I made like a little commemorative zine about it um, and the slogan I put at the bottom of the zine was life bad movies good and that is like my <laughs> feeling about the movies it's just like um, yeah I have to pee really badly we've been going at this way too long so I can't I can't form any thought other than I have to pee right now so I'm gonna just leave it at that well, life bad movies like good I think it's like, it'll let you pee your pants, but like every, I think we're, you know, we all agree that like, <laughs> we wouldn't, um, I mean, even me like saying like, what I like about movies is like, it's transformative nature. Like really, you know, I watch a movie because it makes me feel, you know, like it's like what you're saying. And like, I enjoy, you know, good fucking movies are fun. <laughs> like they aren't all about pushing forward a cultural narrative. It's a, like last night, me and Greta watched Court Jester from, you know, 1954 or whatever. Danny Kaye? And that's, yeah. And it's so great. It's just like the most fun, like farce that there is, you know what I mean? And like, it's like, there's that movie's not about pushing culture forward. It's just fucking fun. And me and Greta laughed our asses off. Like, Did you have your, it sounds like you had your own Sullivan's Travels moment. Your own Oh Brother were at that moment. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I have that every day. I'm just an idiot Damn. that resets and like. <laughs> well, I'm glad Chris really and I can it set today, you straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we well, had this conversation. This is really cool. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to Autour Detour. We'll see you again next week. I'm not joking. I have to go pee right now. Bye. <laughs>